0: What is up? Welcome to another episode of Here's the Point with Caden Kelly, where I read a book with the intention to improve my health, my wealth, my wisdom, and my peace. And then I talk about the things I learned from these books on a podcast to help me understand the concepts a little better, to explain them out, but then for you to take the lessons learned as well to improve your life. This podcast is supplementary to my main podcast called Book Club with Caden Kelly, where th- this podcast is 15 minutes. That one's 90 minutes. So if you like the conversation from this episode, I would recommend going to check out the other podcast, Book Club with Caden Kelly, available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube, or go to my blog, Kelly's com, And then if you really like the conversation, just go read the book. That's like It's like the best thing you can do. Uh, Yeah, go to my blog to find more insight as well. For I write once a week. I'm starting to. I'm trying to make little videos. I used to make videos and then I stopped to focus on the other podcasts. And anyway, I'm trying to just trying to make a ton of shit, right? So uh, that's what I do. That is what we do around here. Last week I read a book called "The Greatest Story Ever Told" by Lawrence M. Cross. Subtitle: Why. Are we here? And I got to be honest, I read the I read part of the prologue and got really excited about the book. And then I read it last week and it turned out to be a really thorough theoretical physics book explaining a bunch of explaining how the universe exists the way it does. Talking about uh, like the discovery of electricity, the discovery of magnetism, electromagnet, electromagnetism uh neurons and or not even not neurons but uh protons and oh and i'm so so dumb like i'm not interested what i learned is i'm not interested in the like the fine details for the understanding of the universe and that's what the book was about the prologue and the epilogue to the book were more philosophical and just conversation but the the whole chunk of the book was basically a uh a ladder from the beginning of physics of our understanding of the universe, and then uh, pretty much a spiral of how one discovery led to another discovery, led to another discovery that led to everything that we know today, and then he discusses hypothesis or uh, what is it, hypotheses <laughs> for our understanding of the universe as well and what science is doing today to uncover those mysteries uh so lawrence i'll tell you about him in a second but he he's brilliant and he did a great job his book i'm gonna move my uh, camera over just a smidge there we go um the lawrence did a great job the book was awesome and i still i still had a, uh, some really uh I, I still had some cool insights from listening to the book and reading the book but Uh, yeah, in general, I was not, I didn't fall in love. Like I wasn't captivated by all the content. I was mostly, um, I was mostly, uh, (laughs) kind of like, I was not excited. I don't know what to, I don't know how to explain I don't want to be rude because it was, the book was great. He did great. It was just like, I read the wrong book. Like I just read something I wasn't really interested in. It's like me reading a, a book about cooking or any kind of romance fiction, right? I'm just not interested in it. Maybe not any romance fiction. There's probably one out there that I would really like. I mean, I read Hunger Games. I'm going too far off the rails. Lawrence M. Krauss. There's our boy right there. If you want to take a quick peek in a blurry camera. Uh, Lawrence M. Krauss, a renowned theoretical physicist, is director of the Origins Project at Arizona State University. He is the author of more than 300 scientific publications and nine books I should That's more emphasis on that. 300 scientific publications and nine books, including the international bestsellers A Universe from Nothing and The Physics of Star Trek. The recipient of numerous awards, Krauss is a regular columnist for newspapers and magazines, including The New Yorker, and he appears frequently on radio, television, and in feature films. Krauss lives in Portland, Oregon. So, yes, I hate to be like I hate to be brief, but most of this conversation is going to be focused on uh the epilogue and or the yeah, the prologue and the epilogue. Because I just like I'm not here to explain physics and theoretical physics and magnetism and its its discovery and what it led to. That's not what I'm here to discuss. I w- what I want to discuss is what we are going what you and me uh sh- the non-scientists should do with the information that these guys uncover. That the scientists uncover right like that's what that's what interests me that's why books like the untethered soul uh are so interesting to me because it's not about why it's like and that's like mostly a religious text too right but that's those kind of conversations are what turn me on the most not not the actual science and discoveries so anyway that is that is to know um Discredit or no offense to our boy Lawrence, I'm just being honest and I'm being transparent. So let me tell you uh, some of the uh, some of my aha's through the book. Uh, so I can go through most of my notes actually from the prologue and the epilogue. So in the prologue, uh, he's uh, he mentions that being uncomfortable is a virtue and it's not a hindrance. We should consider our own evolution. Change is naturally uncomfortable and painful. Uh, this, is a, this is a theme that we hear a ton through all of these self-help books is pain and discomfort aren't inherently bad. In fact, if we want to grow or become better or succeed at something, we have to subject ourselves to discomfort, to displeasure. Not even, well, not really displeasure, but to discomfort. And sometimes it's painful. So like going to the gym sucks. Waking up early sucks. Not eating a ton of food when you want to eat a ton of food sucks that's me all the time um limiting the amount of time you play video games or watch tv sucks because you want to just i want to consume a ton but um if you uh, or really even like showing up to work on time and being really good at your job is hard but uh taking care of your kids or your pets or your spouse or yourself it's hard it requires work it's uncomfortable but this is how we grow right he uses this this analogy to uh, um, help us come to terms with the natural discomfort that comes by believing or understanding that there is no inherent divine purpose to the universe. His goal here, quote, is to move beyond the surface level of reality and connect us, I'm sorry, and connect the world we know with the deepest corners of the invisible world around us, not to uh, prod us, not to provoke us, but to prod us towards reality. Um, we we may, uh, like, uh, okay, yeah, without going, my natural next thought is what comes next. He says in chapter one that um, reality, I'm sorry, this guy named Philip Dick said, reality is that which, when you stop believing in it, doesn't go away. So just because, Thinking about the complexity of the universe, or uh, for example, one that makes sense to my brain, the the there there we might not understand the everything about the Big Bang, but science points towards the Big Bang theory. That what that's what makes the most sense right now for the the creation of our universe. And it might not like you might not be able to grasp it entirely, but denying the reality and, and the the uh, results that science can constantly provides is it's irresponsible um chapter in chapter one he goes over plato's cave allegory which is uh, it, it, to be brief it's the allegory of that plato tells where there are people chained to a wall their whole lives they've been chained to a wall their whole lives observing shadows on a wall in front of them that come from objects behind the wall that come from light behind them right but all these people ever see are the shadows. So they think that this is reality. This is the world. Are these shadows. And philosophy is one of these guys breaks out from their chains, obsedes the world. They see the objects that make the shadows. They see the sun and light and they go back to these people in the cave and say, "Look, listen, these shadows, these are only these are just a result of what's happening behind us. There's people and there's trees and there's horses that live out here and there's a the sun. There's this big ball of light that sh- that casts these shadows and the people in the cave they can't one they don't understand it because they they uh they haven't experienced it or seen it and two they'd rather stay in the cave because that's just that's the world that they've known that's their reality and that's what's most comfortable so um again science is science is trying to understand why shadows are cast how the universe operates gives it we're trying to understand where it came from and where it's going and why humans are exist that's like that's the point of the book why are we here at the subtitle so it's uncomfortable but it's responsible to be responsible people we have to we have one we have to embrace the reality the the thing the truth of the universe that is uncovered and two we have to remain um we can't create fake stories to satisfy our fears or to cover our fears or satisfy our own biases, right? He says here in chapter one as well that the ultimate purpose for science and religion is the longing for something else, something that gives the universe meaning. So when we, when, when we talk about where humans come from, uh, religion will say God put us on earth. And, well, Christians will say that, but science will say that we're a chain of we're, we come from a long chain of of evolution and we have we have animal ancestors and we weren't always human and we've we've changed over time. So uh, just because. Well, I, I, you know, I don't I, I don't have so much time. I can't keep going on this. If you like where I'm going with this, though, go check out the longer episode. I got to keep going. Um. He says also in chapter one that uh, uh, 500 years of science has liberated us from the shackles of enforced ignorance, like religions, like governments that dictate what the people learn, how the people understand the world around them, like kings. um, Kings and queens are not divine and chosen by God. They're just they're just circumstantial. They're born into power, and then they but they believe that there's more important than the common people. So, uh, five hundred years of science has liberated us from the shackles of enforced ignorance. Okay. Um. Yeah. And then that's that's chapter one, and then really the rest of the book is the chain reaction of, of discovery to discovery. It starts with Faraday discovering electricity. And then it goes to Maxwell discovering the interconnectedness of magnetism and electricity using mathematics and light see i'm not here to I'm not here to like explain how this happened <laughs> i want i want to discuss what we should do with this information, and my time is brief so um suffice it to say there was you know there discovery led to discovery that led to discovery that helps that that creates our understanding of the universe today, right? Uh, a couple notes that I took along the way, I said, um, well, he says several times, the lack of understanding isn't evidence of God. It's just a lack of understanding. Uh, uh, I will say, to be fair, Krauss defines himself as anti-theist, and I don't know how different that, I don't know really what that the difference is between that and atheist, but... If you know me, you also know that I s- subscribe to that, f- uh, that I- ideology, that, to that uh, philosophy. That humans, I'm sorry, that the lack of understanding doesn't mean that there is a God. Just because at one point we didn't understand where plagues and famine came from doesn't mean that God was, was cursing humans with plagues and famine. Now we have science to understand where plagues come from, where famines come from where why poverty happens uh things like this so uh yeah yeah like just 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 because we don't understand where something comes from doesn't mean that god is the the reason behind it um i gotta be brief so i gotta wrap this up you know we're, we're already at our time and i haven't hit the epilogue so i'll say this there i had some other really uh really deep insights from the epilogue. Um, but I'll, I'll end it with this. This is a quote from Albert Einstein, and Socrates said it in a, uh, something similar as well. The more I learn, the more I realize how much I don't know. The more I learn, the more I realize how much I don't know. I said, We shouldn't be afraid or upset that we don't know where we come from, why we're here, and where we're going. Anyone that claims that they know is trying to cover their discomfort. That exists without knowing. To me, it seems more responsible to admit you don't know the answers than to believe in something that isn't proven, even if it makes you feel better. I'm not here to say don't believe in religion. I think there's good things that come from religion. But I think it's more responsible to learn to be comfortable with, the, with reality. And reality is we just don't know. It's not that, it's not that there isn't a God or that it, there isn't a higher power. We just don't know. Krauss might say he might be anti-theist, he might be anti-god because of science, but Christians will say well god uses science to create the universe. And so like if science leads if the, if science leads to the discovery of god, that will be groundbreaking. That will be monumental. But we're not there yet. So I can't say confidently that there's a god. I won't say that. I also won't say that there isn't a god because I don't know that either. Uh, this you know, this book turns into kind of a religious conversation because that's what I'm interested in. I'm not interested in electrons and protons. <laughs> I'm interested in religion and philosophy, really. So that was the greatest story ever told so far, Why Are We Here? by Lawrence Krauss. If you like this, go check out the longer conversation, Book Club with Caden Kelly. Go read the book if you're into physics. And... Um, you can find everything on my blog, kadenkellysblog.wordpress.com. You'll find links to the other podcasts, and you can you can follow my Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch to join next week's conversation live. Share your thoughts, share your ideas, and uh, other than that, we'll be here next week, baby. See you then.